0: I'm just gonna say hi, hi, hi. hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Can I actually preface this by saying I did actually want to start this off by saying that we did try to do this yesterday, but I would just like to put a caveat of. Oh, like, it was
1: all cat's fault.
0: I felt like I need to confess the fact. It was all cat's yeah, fault. fault. It was all... I, I just, I'm sorry. Unprofessional, didn't come to set, was a diva, just the whole, the whole trifecta. Yeah.
1: I'm currently writing an expose um, to make sure people know how difficult it is to work with for like the Daily Mail?
0: <laughs> the Daily yes. Mail online.
1: As we'll get into it, Kay wants to work in film, so I can ruin his reputation right here. Oh my god. On this podcast. Watch,
0: watch one man get cancelled in one podcast. Uh.
1: So let us start by maybe saying what the title is of the podcast and what it means and what we kind of intend to do here. Um, So the title is 10 things I hate about film. um, And it kind of came from 10 things I hate about you, the film. It's one of the films, which I think is a very safe and classic film chef's kiss. I've actually heard people say, heard people I've said to people um, that we look like B tech um characters from the film like you look like he
0: Fletcher and i look like the girl (laughs) wait why oh my god if i had if i still had my long hair we would look like beat we would look like like, it's it's uh, such a perfect name for us (gasps) oh my god can we do that for halloween sorry
1: couple's costuming coming um but it's one of these so films that i watch (gasps) and it's on my roster of maybe 15 to 20 movies that I just constantly rewatch because I have the opinion that kind of new and iconic films are just constantly being overhyped and don't meet expectation so I really wanted to uh, learn more about film because I'm missing out in so many conversations at parties well zoom parties maybe now um so the podcast aim is just to make pretentious films a little bit more approachable and just tell it how it is and not let we're not gonna give everything five stars so
0: no no we're gonna be very honest and we're gonna be kind of crude about it it's gonna be very like this happens this happens it was gonna be like she said that hot take hot hot tea uh about the godfather but i know yeah i think it's uh making it a little less uh maybe pretentious than than it should be yeah
1: and um i'm sure people are aching to know kit how did me and you meet
0: well i remember it like it was yesterday i actually do i remember we met on
1: a stairwell (laughs)
0: yeah we did yes we did we met uh we me and phoebe both went to uh college together a for uh a level together uh and we um we met on the very first day of induction where we had to like sign a bunch you of. you complimented shit. my coat I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to did i what what coat were you wearing
1: i was wearing a long black coat and yes you are allowed to
0: swag there we go <laughs> i don't know every time i swear i'm like oh no this is this, this is, is not for children yeah, we're this, literally watching a movie this, is, no.
1: this week which is definitely not for children
0: absolutely <laughs> not for children a lot of yeah lot of lots of traumatizing um, children. traumatizing <laughs> disturbing horrific um yeah so that's how we met we met on a stairwell at college uh and i mean i've told you this and then maybe i shouldn't tell this on the podcast I was gonna say. I mean, when I first met Phoebe, I did have a bit of a crush on Phoebe. That is you know true. What? If you could see her face right now, she is so happy. She's like, "Yes." I think everyone's yes! in love
1: with me. So <laughs> this is just. No, honestly, someone <laughs> will post something, and I don't even know them, and I'm like, they're subliminally telling me that they love me. So
0: this post is for me and for. This me is alone. literally yeah.
1: Kit yeah. projecting to me that he loves me right now. So that's that's all i'm taking in from this
0: i mean some say that it's confession some call it delusion it's a, it's a mixed bag
1: but this this crush uh, has developed into a great friendship
0: a friendship of a the mind friendship. may i say <laughs> an intellectual it's not a, it's not a, it's not a friend it's not a, it's not a connection of passion but a connection of intellect and uh you know you know as I as mean. kit
1: will probably tell you throughout the weeks i constantly ponder philosophical questions and just annoy him with them to the point where I maybe yeah. get him to question his existence, or even being my friend some of the time. <laughs>
0: It, it, it goes between the two. It's between like a, a pretty practical questioning and then a pretty like existential one. But yeah, no, you might you guys might get some. Do you know what? I'm I'm surprised if we don't get one of Phoebe's hot philosophical takes I mean, with regard to the film we're watching. Today. So yeah,
1: this week we're watching Mulholland Drive, which is a David Lynch movie. Um, I don't know if what you've watched Twin Peaks before, so you have a bit of knowledge.
0: I watched season one. I never actually watched season two. I mean, uh, I never- it's one of those <laughs> things where you,
1: like, stick with it because it's so insane that you just have
0: to... I know. But... Can we... If I watch if I watch all of Twin Peaks, can we then watch the film?
1: Yes, of course. I actually haven't seen the film, oh, cool. so I would be into yeah. that. Alright, we'll do that. But we'll do that. David Lynch is kind of a master of these weird futuristic dreamscape like movies i would say
0: like uncanny kind of scary but also like quite comforting i don't know i find david lynch quite like films even though they're quite scary like especially with mulholland drive i find it quite scary and creepy but i find something very comforting about it there's like a weird sort of comforting dream nostalgia escape about it
1: Let's just get right into it. Let's just talk about the film. Let's just let's go just, into it. Let's All just right. get right into it. Let's just let's just let's just dive in, Phoebe.
0: Let's just head dive first.
1: In. Right. Um, head first. All right. I actually. I think
0: we should talk about the most in most important part of that film, uh, which what, is Billy Ray Cyrus. The, Billy
1: Ray Cyrus and the lesbian sex scene,
0: or <laughs> the two, the the, the only two. The, uh, we I would just like to preface to people watch listening. Knowing, Billy Ray Cyrus is not part of the lesbian No, they're two very different guess, scenes. <laughs> in case everyone's just like trying to picture that. yeah, But no, yes,
1: um, uh, Billy Ray does make a cameo in this. And it's one of those cameos where you're like, why? Why is he here? What is the reason?
0: But also it makes perfect sense. It feels natural. It, <laughs> it feels, feels natural. He already he like embodies belongs. the
1: cam- her character. He's basically the other man of this woman um and uh he really takes on that role i saw him in a whole new light maybe
0: but i mean i didn't think he was a bad actor i mean i know this is a weird place to start maybe with, with talking about mahalo drive but i don't think i i i think he played it up i don't think he's a bad of, actor like, butch, well, cowboy we, we all saw
1: him in uh, miley cyrus's um what's it called the best of both worlds what's the tv show hannah montana
0: <laughs> oh my god sorry oh i didn't god. watch disney
1: Ch- channel as a child she-
0: I think we started in the wrong place. <laughs> we should have been watching Anna Montana. Um, yeah. No,
1: but what you were saying about it being comforting is so confusing to me because I think what is so interesting to me is um, throughout the movie of Mulholland Drive, there are just slight offnesses with character which make me feel very uncomfortable mm. because it will be someone just laughing for a bit too long or someone just smiling for a bit too long. And yeah. it's, it's, it's just a little, just a little off.
0: And it, yeah. it
1: really messes with your mind, I feel. And I think that what makes me uncomfortable, it kind of reminded me. I don't know if you've seen the movie. I'm thinking of ending things. It's quite new. No, I haven't. I, I couldn't watch all of it because it made you feel so uncomfortable because it was literally just people
0: being off
1: for
0: three hours i
1: had to i had to completely stop watching it because it literally made me feel nauseated
0: no but i know what you mean in the sense that like in especially i think in a lot of in a lot of like other like lynch films and stuff i've watched there's always like a weird lingering there's like someone saying something and then a weird silence for a little too long where all you're getting is them staring at each other and it feels like this it's this is might be like a bit of a weird visceral way of putting it but it feels like your skin is like getting ripped off like it just feels so uncomfortable like you're like oh i don't like it it feels very weird i think
1: as well what adds to that is the camera angles in the film are very like voyeuristic Mm. and pov so it feels like you're right behind Mm. someone and you're 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 right in the action when it's happening or it's pov so the camera's moving very like fluidly as if someone's just standing there like naturally swaying and i found that very like immersive and there's like one jump scare
0: (gasps) that i forgot about that which
1: it does the pov kind of thing when you're walking up so you're completely immersed in it and then this thing jumps out which i we need to talk about that thing because
0: i'm getting i I, I, I don't i'm already regretting this i forgot how much that fucking scared me yeah
1: that scared me so much i i hate jump scares i'm fine with scary things but i hate jump scares and that like killed me but um just to talk about like the main characters so there's this should we just call them by their original names, which they're referred to as? Because they have yeah, multiple names. They have multiple names.
0: I think we should go with what they are for the most of the film, which is... Betty and... Betty and
1: Rita. Rita, yeah. So... It's just kind Like, obviously, you've watched this if you're listening to it, so it's just kind of insane. And I think we should just kind of both talk about our interpretations of it, because mm. from what we've said before this, I feel like... We've interpreted it slightly differently. Yeah. Um. Who wants to go first?
0: Well, okay. So, vague overview. You got this. This this girl Rita played by someone who is famous and I've forgotten her name. Oh wait, no, I've got it here. Wait, wait, wait. Who is Rita?
1: Naomi Watts.
0: No, no, no. That's that's uh that's uh Betty. Is it Laura haring Laura haring plays Rita, and she ends up in a car crash. This is the opening scene. She kind of stumbles across Betty who is this actress coming into LA uh, trying to make it big and they sort of befriend each other in these in this weird sort of typical Lynchian way and they're trying to solve this like mystery about because she's 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 got uh, Rita has amnesia she's got amnesia she can't remember anything so she they're trying to figure out what happened to her who she is uh and all that stuff it then takes a bit of a turn there's so, the problem is there's so many different storylines happening in this film. I think the way,
1: the point at which it takes a turn is at the audition, because that's where you start to understand that it's kind of a dream, because you see two of one person, um, and then it starts to not make sense. Um, when do you see
0: two of one person?
1: At the audition, where she's seeing herself
0: audition for a role. But they're not the same person. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. When the girl is singing. Yeah. No, but that's Camilla. Who's Rita, not her.
1: I know, but like. She's seeing herself.
0: Where is she seeing herself? <laughs> I love how we were already like, "This is the problem. This is the problem with the film." All right.
1: No, Naomi Watts is both of the characters in that moment. It's both the blonde girl. The blonde girl is looking at herself audition.
0: But they're not played by not. They're not both played by Naomi Watts.
1: Yes, they are.
0: <laughs> are they? Yes, <laughs> was that not? I don't think that was Naomi Watts
1: Yes, it was I thought it wasn't her but then I looked when I because I, I watched it on Amazon It it came up. It was her
0: What?
1: Yeah, I thought that's so that's like the turning point and I think it was the turning point but because... no, it's not
0: It's a different girl. Oh, <laughs> it's not. I just googled it. It's what? not that's it's a different oh. actress Playing the okay. Camilla in We're seeing her
1: Kit, by the way, we didn't mention is doing a master's in film, so... I mean,
0: barely. It's... He, he's uh, a Oh my god, okay, yeah, so... No, so she's played by a different person. And what you're oh seeing okay. is... Blonde people all look
1: the same, I'm sorry. I'm not
0: gonna lie, there were a couple of blonde people. When... When Betty becomes Diane, but Diane is Betty, I was like, are you the same person? I don't know.
1: No, well, I... I think, again, what's interesting is it's two movies. Whilst you're watching it, it's what you are seeing for kind of face value. And then in retrospect, you see all the symbolism and the representation of everything that's happening. So in the moment, we're talking about the scene where, um, Rita puts on a wig, right. um, puts on a blonde wig and starts to more look like Betty. And, um, I thought that was a sign that she had killed they just found a dead body I thought it was she, she had killed the dead person and mm. she was now trying to change her identity to not look like this person anymore but now in retrospect I see that it was Betty fighting with her identity which is a massive theme within mm. this movie um, to like to mould these two personalities
0: together. Right. Well, that's quite an interesting one. So basically, because what happened, so, towards the end, when you find out, when we find, there's like this moment when Betty wakes up as Diane, right? And we are sort of going, right, okay, so the last, what? Oh, two-thirds of the film. most of the movie yeah the last yeah. Well, the last like three quarters of the film has been a dream there's like this assumption that it's been a dream or at least that's like a theory about it that's like I, I think most people's initial response is okay that was a dream to which we realize that rita isn't rita rita is camilla and that they do know each other it might be some drug-induced dream or something But it was interesting because before that moment, and I mean, I don't know whether I still think this, because I think a lot of the theories that have come out about it is that, oh, Rita is the Camilla that uh, Betty wants her to be. She's pliable, she's servile, she's, you know, she needs Betty, right? And Betty is just Diana's like best self, you know, the one who's successful and beautiful and living this gorgeous life. But for me, before that bit, I thought that it was like, I thought that Betty and Rita were, like, the same person. Like, when they're having sex and there's, like, all this weird intimacy between them and then the putting on of the wig. I agree. I thought there was, like, this moment where they were, like, becoming the same. Like, it was almost, like, two aspects of her identity coming together.
1: I think, in part, it is because it is Betty's reality of it. So it is Mm. two parts of them coming together. But... Yeah, I think in the scheme of things and what it's meant to be is, yeah, this idealised version of Camilla, which is just kind of Betty's tool um, to kind of manipulate
0: yeah.
1: during the film.
0: Yeah. But it's also like, a, I think as well, because I mean, I do agree in this. It's like Camilla has what Diane wants, which is the role in the movie. It's weird, because I can't quite tell what Diane wants. By the end of the film, when you go, okay, we're out of the dreamscape. Here's what happens. Camilla's the successful actress. Diana is not that successful. You get this weird thing, because you're like... For me, I was like, oh, okay, so... Diane wants Camilla sexually, but then I also wants her Diane position. Diane wants
1: Camilla to be hers, and... In that also, she wants to assume her be identity. Her. Yeah, there's like this yeah. weird sort of like full I think invigoration of her she She's so person. obsessed that she wants to be her, which I mean, I can relate. You look at celebrities and you're like, I want to be that person. Obviously, I don't go as far as Betty um, mm. to <laughs> dream up this whole yeah. crazy fantasy. But what's really interesting when it comes out of the fantasy, because it kind of goes in and out of then the dream world after it's kind of broken to us that it has been all a dream it's interesting to see because there was a very confusing scene where they're telling the producers or and the directors of the movie that they're gonna have to hire betty and when you're originally watching that it's incredibly strange a man spits out his coffee mid-scene um this is very david lynch
0: Again, talking about, talking about, like, lingering, uncomfortable silence and, like, laughing and smiles and it's just awful. awful, And it's
1: just, you know, they repetitively say, she's the one or something. I can't remember what they say, but they just That's the girl. This is the girl. That's the girl. This is the girl. This is the girl. And it's very, like, cult-like and... It seems very, like, nonsensical at the time because it's crazy but then when you see that as that was Betty's imagination where it was like it was her or nothing
0: and that's what she wanted it to be see but I I this is where I disagree with you again because I don't even think because when they when they when they fold the piece of paper over in that meeting and they go this is the girl it says Camilla and it's a blonde woman who isn't Betty oh my god I don't even notice these things (laughs) I just feel like because I think that like the weird thing is is when she goes she goes for that and she goes for that audition right and then the weird casting woman is like come upstairs they're filming mm. this like new thing with this great director Justin Thoreau, who is very sexy in this film by the way uh, and they like bring her upstairs do you know that's Louis Fereau's, um cousin? No, it's not.
1: Yes, it is. Google. Are it. they actually 100%. related? That they're cousins and they're not close, but they're cousins.
0: I thought I thought you were. Oh, is he? Oh, that's quite funny. Oh my God, he is part of the Thoreau family. All right. Um, but they so there's a bit where she's being, she's sort of being introduced to people. And then Justin Thoreau is watching this Camilla girl come on to sing. And he turns and he goes, this is the girl. And then he turns to see Betty. Betty looks at him. And then Betty looks at the girl singing and goes, Oh, I've got to go back to Rita. And so for me, it was like she sees Camilla, who is Rita, sees her singing and goes, Oh, and is then reminded of Rita in her oh own my dreams. Oh
1: gosh, game. I didn't even pick up on that because I originally thought it was her seeing herself. Again, all blonde people look the same.
0: But that's a weird thing because she's in a blonde wig. So there's but I think there's that thing of where you're meant to go like because I think for many of us in the beginning of the film, and I I was with this too, is that I see oh Camilla because she's blonde. I mean, is because
1: literally Betty. when when Betty is first introduced to us, she almost has a halo around her, like looking very pure and blonde. She's wearing a pink t shirt. Oh, yeah. She looks incredibly LA girl, very Americana.
0: Sweet, Whereas, innocent, um, like Camilla slash Rita
1: is dark haired red lipstick you know
0: kind of vixen you know she's wearing black
1: she's very mysterious there's they're two very different characters um so it is confusing when you see them becoming more alike
0: Mm. can i ask what did you think about the um okay like theories about it uh what did you think about the weird nighttime orchestra, theatre that they go to? Oh my god. Which they get the key and the box and all that. Well, I hammer. think uh,
1: because, like, I, the key message there is everything's a recording and nothing is as it seems yeah. and everything can be manipulated to look a certain way. I felt like that's somewhat mm. of the, what they were saying. That was just so confusing because... Without any explanation, she opens her bag and there is a box inside, which f- looks like it fits a key that was from one of the beginning scenes.
0: Scenes. I don't even remember where it comes up, but yeah.
1: I, it comes up when they're finding all the money in the bag. Um, that was so strange. I don't I, What is the representation of the
0: box? Do you think it's consciousness or... I do, because when it's when it's it's when they get the box that she comes out of, it's when they unlock the box that they come out of the dream um but i don't it's very weird because narratively it's hard to understand they only get the box mysteriously when they go to this theater so you have to think okay well there was something if 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 sort of narratively or sort of or symbolically you're seeing it as they've been like betty's finally been given consciousness to come out of this dream you then have to almost start working back to go, well, what did they do in the film to lead them to, for her to get that consciousness? So it's a really bizarre, f- you have to watch it so many times almost to kind of figure out why. I mean, definitely, I
1: feel like I need to watch this yeah. six more times to understand every single side story mm-hmm. and every single symbolic represent, like Kit sent me something after I'd watched the film And it was, like, ten things to help you unlock what this uh, means. It was in the
0: original DVD release, and it was David Lynch's ten clues to unlocking the thriller. And they were, like, ten things that he was sort of making you... He asked you to look at or be conscious of or... I mean...
1: And all these ten things I had not like even considered. Like I don't know what the lamp is about.
0: What's the lamp about? Well, he does things because there is one where it says it's it's number six, and it says notice the robe, the ashtray, and the coffee cup. And the ashtray is the one that I remember watching it going. What they? The funny thing about talking about all the lingering. I mean, the robe and the coffee cup I did not get, but there is a scene after she comes out of the um the dream, mm-hmm. where rita slash camilla is there and they're about to have sex again and for some weird reason the camera lingers on this ashtray for a little too long and you're like yeah because the neighbor
1: had just taken it back
0: yes it was really bizarre and it's uh so yeah it's it's funny because there are some things where you go oh um but yeah the 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 appearance of the red lampshade is like why would anyone see that or notice that um i
1: mean also i like so we were talking about the jump scare earlier. It's basically um, a homeless man behind yeah. a Wendy's, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a called. diner.
0: Yeah. A
1: diner. Um, and what? what's he? Who is he?
0: I don't know who this man is. This man kind of scares me. I think, but the thing is, I also don't think it's a man. I think it's meant to be a... It's, the actress... I think it's an actress. I think it's a woman. Because there's a really famous... There's a really famous <laughs> picture. I'll send it to you if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's like a behind-the-scenes picture of David Lynch and this woman, like, in the whole get-up. Where it's like a behind-the-scenes. And it's so funny because she's so terrifying. It's just David Lynch, like, with his, like, thumbs up. She is one of
1: the most terrifying things I've ever seen in film. And,
0: like... I forgot that that thing came out. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Can I... So... Before the scene where the jump scare is, there's a conversation and they're talking about dream and it kind of alludes to the fact that we're in a dream land. But mm. the actor that is talking about his scary dream, doesn't he look like the person that everyone sees in their dream? You know, there's that like face, what? like Google it now. There's a face that everyone sees in their dream and he looks like that person.
0: That's creepy.
1: And I, really, I noticed that. And I was like, this is so strange. Like, he has, like, block eyebrows and a very, like... He That's has a really very bizarre. noticeable face.
0: I mean, I remember I was... I, I do remember thinking... <laughs> I don't know why, but I remember being, like, low-key a little bit attracted to him. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I don't, I was just sort of like... He the man was so of your intense. dreams, literally. Literally, I was like, oh, my God, wow. But that was really bizarre because they don't quite... I don't really understand... Who... They're, like, obviously, I'm assuming detectives. There's, like, this suggestion that... Was that just me, or was there a suggestion yeah, that they're the, detectives? Yeah,
1: the, the, the older man was definitely the, a detective that had been working the case. I'm not sure about the younger guy, who is the dream man we're talking the about. The dream
0: man who was conceiving of dreams, and he, um...
1: I think the reason that is there to keep it in your mind that all is not what it seems mm. inside of the film, and that and and, like not anything that can happen but so he's talking about his scary dream and then they go outside and then his dream kind of becomes somewhat of a reality he gets scared he faints yeah
0: because there's like all this there's this moment where he says he starts sort of relaying the dream and then things in the dream start to happen like he's he does the thing where he says that he's at this he's at this place well they're already there they're at this diner and then he says and i turn around and you're standing over there and then a couple shots later the guy goes up to pay he turns around the guy is where he said he would be and then he says there's this face outside of the window this like scary face outside the window so they go and you're like well obviously some scary shit is about to happen because they're leading up to it but you're not ever quite prepared. For, uh, oh, the weird it, it, burn it's victim It's not a movement where it's... It's not
1: literally a jump scare because no one is literally jumping in. It's, it's a, a slide. It's a slide. <laughs> it's a slide and it's, it's it's a slide more and terrifying. It makes it
0: worse. How did... How was he like... You know what's going to be more scary than a jump scare? This weird burn victim creature sliding out from behind a wall. Like, it is... T- and... Okay. Two things. Because it was so unexpected. Scene. So... I, I mean, it's weird because... But I think it's like a typical Lynch thing where... You, and I don't know whether it would have been the same back in 2001 when it came out, but I think obviously now we're so used to a jump scare. Like, jump scares are so part of any sort of, like, horror, thriller culture okay. that I think it's more terrifying now, as you said, because it's... You you know something's going to fucking happen. Like, you know something's going to jump out, but for it not to jump... For it to to come out in a much more... Almost subtle way makes it even worse, because yeah. you're like... At least, before, at least when you're expecting it, your mind can already... Build a defense. That's I mean? the
1: first thing in a long time that I've that really, really yeah. jumped out my skin. Like, and it's
0: horrifying. It's, it's, it's it's really. But th- th- this scene is so interesting because it's it's a weird scene with these two characters who never come up again. Um, and this sort of creature, and it just sort of plops itself in the middle of this film. But there is it kind of does reoccur. The two moments in it reoccur, and I want to know what your feelings on it are, because the first time is they say, because in the beginning of the film, you have when you have these two detectives who find the car crash that Rita was originally in. So my original, but they're different actors. But because it's like a whole dreamscape thing where people are being played by different people depending on the space, I couldn't tell if maybe these were people in the dreamscape or the real they're the same detectives just being in in different places, right? Yeah. Because there's a bit afterwards when uh when Betty wakes up and is Diane and her neighbour is like where comes over and wants her, some of her stuff back, and she says to her two detectives uh have been around looking for you.
1: Yes. But I think that almost
0: I don't know because which one they are.
1: I think it may have almost not been a dream. It may, because obviously people do have these kind of psychotic episodes where they mm. are acting on impulses even though they're in a dream-like state. Mm. So I think there was obviously her subconscious brought up that they visited um, the house which real Diane is living in. And I think the two detectives were kind of probably a part of her subconscious remembering this and adding it to the previous story. Yeah. But yeah, why Why is why is two detectives there?
0: It, it's really bizarre. But it's also funny because there's that, the, the very final shot, the very final scene is Diane supposedly shooting herself. I mean, this is also a very contentious point amongst different people, which was that, she, is, she she She's seen shooting herself. But then the bed goes... In her bed. But then the bed goes up in smoke. And then you get this weird burn victim creature again at the very last shot. Oh my show.
1: god, was, was she the... Oh my god. So
0: there's this assumption that the original creature is Betty slash Diane.
1: Oh my god, that
0: makes so much sense. And then you have this... But then it opens this whole thing of these two detectives seeing her once she's dead, because they couldn't see her when she was alive. It's a weird oh, amalgamation maybe had of, like... being
1: maybe had been on the job, seen that, and that had kind of triggered, you know, maybe a PTSD situation where he is, like, reliving that in his dreams, and she yeah. is, like, because being burnt can sometimes be really scary... Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I didn't even think about that. See, this is why we need to have these conversations.
0: It's weird. I just feel like there's so much about this film that I was like, why, who, what, where it's a weird but it's a weird film because did like did you enjoy it? Like, did you feel sustained by it? Because it's a weird film. I mean, film should we give it our reviews? I feel like we should, because it's a weird film in the sense that you've got like, it's not linear. You have all these weird plot holes, or plot holes in terms of stories that don't go anywhere. But I was wondering, did you leave it going, what the fuck? Or did, were you like, oh, that felt like a film?
1: For me, I luckily am able to keep up with multiple things going on because that's how my brain works. So I <laughs> like having like loads of different things going on and I yeah. like having things that you need to think about within a film. Um, I will say, yeah, it was a little confusing, but I do like films that will take you maybe a week to digest where you're Mm. still thinking about it and things are changing as you're thinking about it. Um, I I personally would give this five stars. It's getting the Phoebe five star. Yeah. Five out of five, five yes. by the way,
0: just in case anyone's like five out of 10. 5 out of five. I I think it's a phenomenal film. I think I would definitely, I would give it a five. five yes, out five. Yeah. it's
1: quite unapproachable because it is so crazy and out there, and I can understand why it's not some people's tastes. But um, yeah, mm. I think I think it was good enough, and I think it really. Yeah, it holds up, and you don't really look at it and think that it's outdated because it was very futuristic at the time, even though it played a lot back into kind of 80s themes. Like, I feel like it still Mm. held up amazingly.
0: Yeah, it's a it's um, it's weird because you feel, I mean, I don't know about you, but you feel weirdly. because there's that whole thing that when you watch film you should feel satisfied by it even if it's a sad film even if it doesn't end the way you wanted it to you go okay that was a film and it like is completed and I feel done and I feel like I've witnessed something so it's a we- it's weird in that sense because it gives you absolutely no reason to feel that way but for me I still did I was like I didn't leave it going I feel like I've wasted my time or I feel incomplete by watching it it, it weirdly wraps everything up because I think it's so... It, it really does focus on the fact that it is dreamlike. It doesn't... It's, it kind of keeps telling you, don't constantly look for meaning in it. You're not going to find it. <laughs> like
1: I think, like, maybe a few years ago, I used to have a big problem with watching films where there were so many unanswered questions. And I'd just be like, what's the point? Mm. Like, who wrote this script? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> but I think... Having your own interpretation of something and making it go your own way or how you interpret it is a lot more interesting mm. than just having one decided ending to something.
0: Yeah,
1: like everyone loves when they say no, no, no one loves when they say and they lived happily ever after. Like we've only just begun the story. Yeah, you know? that's we have gotta have our own interpretation.
0: We gotta, we gotta, we gotta ride the wave. Um, but it's, it's very much like in what, in what David Lynch said himself. Cause David Lynch, uh, apparently loves when people come to him with their like own theories about the film. And like, whenever anyone asks him, I've, I've seen some stuff where people ask him what it's about and he gets a bit like, he doesn't get annoyed, but you can tell he's, he's just a bit like, come on guys. Like I'm not, I, he was like, I don't know. I don't like He's like, I've got some ideas. I've got some, you know. Again, he said hey, he has these top ten ways of looking, at, like these top these these ten ways to look at it. But I think it really is one of those. It's 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 just. A, I think it's a, it's a it's a dark and moody and sort of like scary film, but it's very fun in the sense that you really are thrown on like this wacky journey that you you feel very invested in.
1: Um, I mean, and it's super captivating. I didn't go on my phone once whilst oh, I no, was watching no, no, it, no. which is, like, my big issue whenever I watch films. I am constantly on my phone, and then I lose half of the information yeah. of what's in the film. But this kind of demanded your attention, where you had to watch it all the time to gauge what was going on and see these subtleties, which I think I more more modern films could kind of take a leaf out of that book Mm. is that the phrase
0: (laughs) yeah no i I agree though i think that i think just putting some some mystery back in but not mystery in terms of like this is gonna be solved at the end but i think creative and uh like intelligent mystery making because there is obviously a difference when you're watching a film that supposes like you know everything, we're going to tell you everything, or blah, 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 blah. So when there is a plot hole, or when there is a storyline that is unended, it does feel unsatisfying. But like to have a film that signposts and tells you, okay, this is going to be a mystery, but it's for you to figure out, that's quite satisfying in its own way. Um, And it's really, really captivating, I think.
1: No, I think that's really cool. I think we've done it, Kat. We've I done think more. we've successfully reviewed something. Have
0: we? Have <laughs> we? I was really worried that this is going to be like, oh god, absolute mess. I
1: mean, again, me and Kit are not TikTokers. We are not YouTubers. We are putting ourselves in the public domain. Please be nice to us. We don't know what we we're are... doing.
0: We're just if we say something
1: problematic, I'm so sorry. Like, I said something about burn victims that I did not mean. <laughs>
0: I know. I thought we like were already going to signpost. I was not meant to be harsh on... Oh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I, people understand. We're talking about the film. Um, we're talking about the film. Can I okay, Can I ask one more question, though? Because I want to know what you think. Um, yes. One more question about the weird, like, producer people and the guy in the room who's got, like... Oh,
1: my God, yeah.
0: Like, because the thing about this is... Sorry, I know I'm kind of backtracking to, like, weird theories, but I just have, like...
1: Well, that was very reminiscent of Twin Peaks.
0: Oh, because it's the same actor... um, Yeah. ...doing the same thing. And he... uh, What was I going to say? He, um... They have... Yeah, he... They seem to be controlling the film. But it all... The thing that... People are all like, "Oh yeah, it's Betty's dream," but I don't. It can't be fully Betty's dream because we're seeing things for we're seeing things that she's not even there to see, like participate in. So these weird producing yeah. figures that, are... Uh, yeah, did they put her in some some sort of psychotic state?
1: Who knows? Yes, that that was interesting for me because it was almost like alien-like. The way he's in a room, he's mm. not allowed to be in the same kind of environment as the other man. Um, it seemed like. That doesn't seem to have a rhyme or reason in my mind.
0: No. And it's funny because it plays into a lot of like, because it's this sort of like detective noir film. It plays into a lot of that sort of like 19, like 40s, 50s kind of like gangster film where you have like the big boss, right? And he's this like figure. But in here, he's this sort of very kind of creepy, silent figure in the back. But he, you don't quite know how he affects the rest of the film, so it is it is a it, it is a sort of like interesting like. I mean that
1: may just be one element of her consciousness, which is very deep. See that? Yeah, herself. I like this
0: idea that it's a it's a sort of conscious display or layer. Yeah, I because uh, what
1: comes out of that is the director is basically Betty wants to punish the director because he's with Camilla. Um, and this is one of his punishments getting getting his film defunded.
0: Um, oh, I did not actually think about that. That's quite a, uh, seeing it as, like, seeing it as her form of punishment on him. Yeah, because,
1: you know, uh... things are happening to this director guy during the film, which are just kind of crazy. He goes to see this guy called the Cowboy, um, and I think all, because those don't make sense. Like, none of that makes sense, which is I think it's a punishment because of his relationship with camilla slash rita who he wants to be with she wants to be with
0: so that's a really interesting one. i didn't even think about it like that like why he's but punished. i
1: think i think maybe the guy behind the glass is maybe a deeper conscious where it's very spiteful what she does yeah to be honest i don't know if she wants the director to be punished i don't know she may want to be in the place of
0: rita and be with the director almost so yeah it's a weird one because i think as well the fact that he phones at the very beginning of the film when rita is in the car crash he phones up his like you know people and he's like oh she's gone we need to find her so if it is a part of her further subconscious it would explain as well the sense of like and wanting to kill her because I mean it's his men supposedly that want to shoot her in the beginning of the film like at the very very beginning of the film, so that idea of wanting to of that sort of like sort of uh obsessional desire for someone that you end up killing them or yeah, i don't know it's quite oh yeah that's interesting I didn't think about them maybe in the same in the same way, wow.
1: Well, I think I need to watch this movie yet again.
0: Can we watch it together though? After COVID, can we watch it together? But can we have the 10 yes. points in front of us so that we can like stop yes. it and talk about it? Okay, I'm down for that. That's what we need to do. I think we can do that.
1: But, um, so we should wrap up now. Okay.
0: Sorry, I felt like I, but- I dragged that on with that last little- No, one. no, I love it. Um, I love talking
1: about this. This was actually really cool. We haven't decided what film we're going to watch next week, so we'll put that in the description Mm. of the podcast notes. Um so you'll be able to find that there. Please watch along. I mean, you will not be able to understand what we've just said if you did not watch Moholland Drive. Yeah, yeah you got have so gotta be in it. Very important. You can't just read the spark notes of this and expect to know what's going on. Yeah,
0: you need to um, you need to fully experience the the wacko daco. But
1: I highly recommend watching it. You will not regret it. I think this is definitely a talking point which Anyone that's watched it will want to talk about it with you. Oh yeah! Like I was desperate to talk about it with Kit.
0: Yeah, and exactly as we said, five out of five stars. Primo would recommend. So yeah, are you're, you're gonna you're you're gonna feel some way about it either way, which I think is a good thing. You're not gonna leave being like eh. You're gonna definitely have an opinion. So,
1: but we'll say bye bye now.
0: All right, bye. Bye. Hey.